Solomon Kinley in the backfield. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. And Tua throwing the other way to a wide open Durham Smythe for the touchdown. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Show, show, show. Diagnosis. Shotgun. Murray. Prognosis. Out of the pocket. Seven seconds. Osmos. Six seconds. Murray. It's the doctor. Miraculous! T.C. Martin. It's Murray Magic! The doctor now in. Glad to have you with us here. Hour number two, live from the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house. One of our handicapper extraordinaires. Joined now by one of our quarterbacks... The pride of Washington, Raiders, just to name a few. And, of course, <laughs> wearing his UCLA blue today. <laughs> fresh, fresh uh, out, of, out of the hospital and rehab. He made the trip here uh, so happy, and he's looking great. Off the knee surgery, the one and only Jay Schrader, Super Bowl champ himself, in the house What's up, QB? Not much. How are you guys doing? You missed me last week? We did. Yeah. We did. I miss. We'll tell you a story later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stories for later are always the best. Well, but uh, Mar- Marco wanted to let uh, you know and everyone know that uh, he was 3-0 and last week. Like three it and it, last it week. only took him seven and a half seconds to Dude, start the show, the show on Monday to say. Fire that off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, we, and so Marco obviously had the under in that bet. So. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and you, you busted my stones saying the week before I didn't say anything till 17 minutes into the show. The show. It's true. That's right. It's, it's because true. you two guys were on me the whole first 17 <laughs> minutes. For we were giggling because we knew we had dinner coming. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a chance to talk. <laughs> oh, too funny. Uh, yes, Marco went 3-0 and last weekend, so congratulations, my friend. Very, very nice. Yeah. Uh, best bets coming uh, at the bottom of uh, this hour. Uh, Jay's got his picks. He's ready to rock. I'm ready to roll. Okay. Wearing one of mine. And and uh, Marco is done in his Jacksonville Jaguar shirt. It, it sounds like another dinner bet because I'm yeah. just going to go the other way right there. I'm just going to There it is. Yes. All right. There it is. Okay. We, we cannot have a week go by without dinner bets. That's so, right. I mean, that's, that's right. it's just the tradition that we have here. All right. John Murray's going to join us at the bottom of the hour, too. Just a uh, quick visit with him to talk about uh, the lines that are moving and shaking. As we know, we've got a lot of line movements, uh, especially with uh, the games with uh, the heavy favorites, and then also, as we talked about, the Chargers in Jacksonville, where Jacksonville opened the favorite, and now the Chargers are a two-point favorite. All right, so best bets coming your way a little bit later on. But uh, the quarterback, Jay Schrader, in the house. Jay, want to talk with you about uh, Derek Carr. We always like to, to talk Raiders with you, and we know that Derek Carr said goodbye to Raider Nation uh, in a tweet, a long, thought-out uh, statement that, that he wrote. Uh, emotional as you, you know, we talked about it on the show, you know, yesterday and the day before. Uh, give us your thoughts when you when you heard Derek, you know, pen what he penned here. And let me just before I get your opinion here, and I don't know if you, you know this or anybody knows this, but remember at the last press conference of the season, we heard Josh McDaniel say that there was going to be a conversation with him, Dave Ziegler, and Derek Carr, and probably even Mark Davis, to decide you know, right. what was going to happen. Because remember, there he said... Still, there was still an open door. There was an open door. I think he said, he goes, this isn't finality uh, of it whatsoever. And so he did say, when he was questioned, uh, Josh McDaniels, that they were going to have a conversation. When Derek releases this statement that says, hey, thank you, Oakland, thank you, Las Vegas, thank you, my former teammates, thank you, everybody, but I still got a lot of football left in me to play, and uh, it's just not going to be here. Do you think that came from a conversation that he that they actually had, that Derek had with either Josh and Dave and, and Mark, or is this just... You know, Derek, the emotions are, are coming out, and he just wants to get out in front of this. Well, it's a combination of things. Uh, I don't think it came from a conversation because uh, the conversation had been had, and then they were like, Derek, go away. And I think Derek had some time to think to himself, you know, to get away from the situation, think about it, and then come to the conclusion, I'm going to get out in front of this, okay? And, yes, I said some things about being loyal to the Raiders, which was all fantastic and everything else. And the bottom line, this was a business decision. 
by the Raiders to sit him down. Now Derek's making a business decision and saying, look, my playing days are not done, but they are done here. We're going to move on. We're going to find somewhere different to go uh, in, in that regard. So I think it's just Derek having a chance to sit down for a few days, emotionally collect his thoughts, and you know probably sit with his agent and go, look, we're, we're going to move on. It's, even if he does come back, even if he is the starter, it's always he'll always be looking over his shoulder. Yeah. You know, it's one of those. I think he's just going to make a clean cut. So I think he jumped out in front of it. And, and that's what's a little unusual about the situation because, again, Nothing has come from McDaniels or the Raiders organization. They have not officially cut him. Remember, he is still a member of the Raiders. He's still on their roster. Now, here are the options for the Raiders. The deadline for them to cut Derek Carr is February the 15th. Okay, If they don't do that before then, then Derek Carr is going to get his full salary of $32.9 million and then next year's salary of seven point five. So, you know, something is, is going to happen here. But here is the, the caveat, too, that you know Derek Carr has a no-trade clause in his contract, which means if he doesn't like where the Raiders, if the Raiders are planning on trading him, he can veto that thing. And I don't think he's going to do the Raiders a right. solid uh, as well, too. So this isn't as clear-cut. This isn't a situation where, okay, the Raiders have announced they're moving on or whatever. They haven't said anything, but Derek is saying, okay, I want to be a Raider for life, this and that. Okay, now I need to get away from the team. It's a mutual agreement the last two weeks of the regular season not to be a distraction. But now he comes out the moment the season's over and saying, okay, I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah, I think there's, um, you know, how the NFL works is Derek hasn't had a conversation with the Raiders, but I'm sure there's a list of six or seven teams that have made their way to the Raiders where, yes, let's take a look at these and see what we can do. There's a lot of teams that would love to have no question. Derek Carr mm-hmm. is no their question. quarterback. I mean, he right would be now. an upgrade no over question. probably, you know, 50% of the quarterbacks well, in, in the league, right? Let me ask you one thing right now whether. You know, Tua is healthy or whatever. You don't think he would be a fit down in Miami? Yes, he would. Think about that. Yeah, with those weapons. With those weapons. Yeah. I mean, come on. You know, there there are spots, Marco, as you said, that that he could go and, and play and the step Jet, right in. The Jets are another team that are close to the playoffs. They're a quarterback away. But is and, is, and the is owner a, has come out and said that's the piece we need. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it still is the Jets, guys. It's, it's still, still the it's Jets. Just, but it's, it's more still so that ownership. And, Derek Carr, we saw he, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Yep. Right. I don't know that New York is the, the market <laughs> for for him. I mean, yeah. we've seen it you know, in all sports, but you know, baseball. Some pitchers yeah. go to New York, they're great, and they, they can't handle the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and it doesn't matter if it's the Giants or the Jets, or it doesn't matter if it's the Knicks or the Nets, or it doesn't matter right. you know, if it's the Mets or the Yankees. I mean, you, you're getting that pressure. You know? uh, so speaking of Tua, you know, the Tua injury, so it's official. Tua is, is not going to play this weekend. Obviously, that's affected the, the line here in Buffalo now, a 13.5 point choice here. But Bigger picture here is that Miami seems to be very fearful that this injury is is more than it is, and I know that Tua would like to downplay, it, even though he's not. Right. He's really not not speaking. But you know, when you're talking about concussions here, this is really a troubling story. I mean, I think this is a a big big story that not a lot of people are really you know talking about here because even though he may be ready to play. The Dolphins may not sign off on on allowing him to play because, remember, the NFLPA wanted the doctor who cleared him initially fired. And so I think the Dolphins are on this verge of embarrassment here where they do not want to send this guy out, even if he is healthy, because, well, if he gets another concussion, he's going to be labeled. And, Jay, you may may remember this story. Uh, I remember it pretty well because Javid Best – Remember him, the running yeah. back? He, he, yep. he went to Cal, and he was a draft pick of the Detroit Lions going back to you know, 2011. And to me, this that was a terrible story. But because of that story, NFL teams have reacted the way that now we're seeing the Dolphins. And just kind of recant what happened. So he was drafted in 2010 by the Lions. Um, signed a five-year contract. At that point in time, $9.8 million. Uh, there were high hopes for him. He's one of the top running backs coming yeah. out of college. In 2011, on his second carry in a preseason game, he suffered a concussion. Um, 
came back and played in October, had 178 yards rushing uh, in a game against the Bears. In that game, he had an 88-yard touchdown. The next week, he plays San Francisco. He suffered another concussion. That was the last game he ever played. played. Yep. The last game he ever played, he was placed on IR, never played in 2012, never played in 2013. He thought he was ready to go. The Lions put him through all kinds of tests. Yeah. They finally released him, and he was never, ever cleared to play football again, and no other team was Touched willing him. to pick him up. Right. It had kind of the signs for different reasons, of course, yeah. like Colin Kaepernick. You know, once somebody says, okay, well, you know, but Tua, this could be this. This is what I'm thinking. Right. You agree with that? I do agree with that. I think you're spot on. This is this is a very delicate situation. Mm-hmm. Number one for the Dolphins. They don't want to be seen as the team that throws them out there again. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he's already they've already been through that. So they're going to be overly cautious. But on, you know, looking at Tua... Is he going to play again? Should he play again? You know, is the question. You know, I know he feels good, but look, I'm telling you, a couple of those weren't really all that hard hit. So if you know anything, you know, your brain wiggles back and forth in there. And once it happens, it's more susceptible to happen, you know, more often. And then the more often it happens, the more chances you're talking about neurological damage and everything else. So uh, it's really... it, it's a sad story, but I, I tend to believe you. I mean, Dolphins yeah. are going to be overly protective, and I'm not sure we'll see Tua again. And as crazy as that sounds, because this is a guy that they, they drafted to be the franchise quarterback right. for, you know, 10, 12 years. And, you know, but right now Miami does not want to be in this position that they're in right now being scrutinized, saying, oh, we put him out, this and that. Well, you know, and again, I mean, Tua is labeled as a risk factor right now. Right. He's a, he's a major risk. So you've got that situation going now on the flip side, back to the playoffs. You've got Lamar Jackson with Baltimore. This guy hasn't practiced in over six weeks. 17 practices this guy has missed. I don't know if you guys heard the Sammy Watkins, what Sammy Watkins said today. You know, Sammy you know, just joined this team. And obviously Sammy Watkins wants, he wants a ring. He wants to go yeah. in the playoffs. And he basically came out and said, like, hey, man, you know, a lot of us play injured. And... You need to suck it up, and I'm paraphrasing. Right. This isn't the quote what he said, but you know this locker room now in Baltimore. We're sounding. It's sounding to me like okay, there's some friction in the locker room. Like okay, we're at playoff time here now, and, and we got we get it. You want this contract? You you don't have an agent. You want to represent yourself. You know, it's kind of like the Derek Carr situation. Well, we don't want him to get hurt, so we don't have to pay him. And now is Lamar saying, well, you know, I I, I I'm not healthy. I'm not ready to go. Right. But then. Baltimore's not saying, like, okay, get out there. I mean, his teammates are saying, man, I think you're well enough to play. I mean, what is that like? That's a tough spot, okay? And, you know, I I don't pretend to know the whole story. Uh, Here's my thought on it is, is he healthy enough to play, you know, go out and give it whatever he can to help the team? We don't know because he's saying he's not. It's not healthy enough. Mm -hmm. Well, if that's the case, he's been out for six weeks. If something needs to be done to that knee surgically or something, you just lost six weeks of rehab in the offseason. Now we're going to deal with this all offseason along with the contract, along with, you know, everything else. And he's going to draw this thing out where he puts Baltimore in a situation next year again where they may not have a quarterback because are they going to draft a quarterback this year? You know, are they going to take that and say, hey, look, our guy's hurt. You know, do we go up and get somebody? It's a tough spot. And we may never know, you know, two weeks after the season, if he's in having surgery, maybe there's something more to the knee than we know. Right. Or, hate to say it, if he had a contract, would he be out there this week? Right. If he had the contract. I think absolutely he would be. Yeah. 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 I I do, too. I do, too. And that's what I think has the locker room divided. Right. Because everybody else. Well, there's there's probably 10 guys in the locker room in that situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a contract. My butt's out playing. And, you know, look, at this point in the season, ain't nobody healthy. (laughs) There's not. Okay? And if you are, that just means that you just got picked up and you haven't played the previous 17 weeks. You know, so uh, nobody's healthy at this point in time. And uh, you have to play with injury, uh, you know, but you have to be able to know the difference between when you're physically not able to play with the pain you know, until it's detrimental to your health in the long term. What about moving on from it? I would say Derek Carr is an upgrade. 
he doesn't have the running ability that Lamar Jackson does. But I think Baltimore win, wins more games this year with Derek Carr. I agree with you. And how, oh, yeah. and how no about question. that relationship of, of John Harbaugh and Derek Carr? Yeah. That, that, I mean, on just off the top of the head, or that looks pretty good. Sounds yeah. pretty good, right? And that's one of the things we heard about Derek is he wants to go where there's somewhere stable, mm-hmm. head coach ownership. Right. That's man, Baltimore. Does, that's Baltimore. There's nothing, you know. There's nothing there to mm. to give you any indication. There's not. And Harbaugh has always stood by mm. Lamar Jackson. He's like, he's our guy. We're gonna go this way. And you know, they built an offense. It's different than most NFL offenses, but they built an offense for him to be successful. All right. Jay Schrader in the house with us here at the Superbook, the Westgate Las Vegas Football Friday. Marco D'Angelo in the house as well too. We talked about Saturday's games. Let's talk about Sunday's games, especially with these two teams we've just been talking. About. It's going to start Sunday morning, Miami and Buffalo. We've seen this line open at 7, 7.5, raised up to 13.5 now. It's it's all Bills action. Uh, again, Skylar Thompson, your third-string quarterback, going for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Marco, I asked you in hour one if the 9.5 of San Francisco scares you. Does the 13.5 scare you <laughs> off of the Buffalo Bills? It does scare me because we've seen Buffalo – too often let teams hang around this year. And last week was a really emotional game for Buffalo. And I mean, you run the opening kickoff back. Yeah, how about that? Okay, it's like, you know, you can't draw up a movie script like that. What's it going to be like this week? And if they do score two quick scores, do they take their foot off the gas? That's my only concern with Buffalo. That's probably the one game I'm not going to be involved with this week. I don't trust Miami. But I don't trust, you know, Buffalo to win by two touchdowns. How many times have we seen them in the fourth quarter? You know, a couple times, you know, the Jet game and and even the last Miami game. If you look at the stats, they dominated Miami in that snow, cold night, you know. uh, Mm -hmm. But yet Miami was able to get that last, you know, meaningless touchdown and cover the spread. That's a little bit of a concern. Not a chance for Miami. I I think, you know, it's 13 I wouldn't be surprised if if they win by 17-20. I see, really wouldn't. I, 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 I kind of see like a 42-13 to, to or 42-17. Yeah, I really yeah, do. I really do. Buffalo's yeah. defense is just really, really good. Yeah. Um, and Miami's got nothing offensively with their you know third-string quarterback now. Yeah. And just uh, they're just – they barely got by last week. You know, let's yeah. – you know, they're not playing very good football. So, I see Buffalo going going and getting that thing done. Mm-hmm. 130. We go back to the NFC Giants and the Vikings, a game that I think is a, is a is a coin flip game and I just think that anytime the Vikings are in a game, it's a coin flip game even though that you know it's a tough place to play. They have a great home field advantage, but we we saw how close this game was when they played on Christmas Eve. You know, they won at, at, at the end on a 61-yard field goal. The Vikings played tons of close games. <laughs> And the, and the Giants, their saving grace is probably their defense. For me, this is a hard game to handicap. What do you think, Mr. Kirk Cousins over there? <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> you, you, you President of Kirk Cousins fan club. I don't know if, if between you, me, and Steve Berline, who is the, the most anti-Kirk Cousins? You know, it's it's unbelievable. But I, I'm going to go with the Vikings in this game just because I think they're overall built to be here more than the Giants at this point. Now, I think the Giants are probably a year or two away. They're figuring it out, okay, and which is good. Um, but I just don't see them beating Minnesota this week. It's going to be close. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, yeah, which Kirk Cousins and which which half are you going to get the good Kirk Cousins? <laughs> I'm going to go this week and say we're going to get them in the second half. So they may be down by 10 at halftime, and I think they end up winning the game. What do you think about Wink Martindale is one of the better defensive coordinators, yeah. right? Came over from Baltimore with the Giants. We know the Giants have had some injuries on the defense side of the ball, but he has some packages that could, I'm thinking, could frustrate Cousins and confuse Cousins. Analyze that offense with Minnesota against the Giants' D. Well, you're right. Wink Martindale, what he does is uh, I love when these defensive coordinators come out and they show blitz and they drop the DNs and bring backers. I love that because as a quarterback... I was going to say, as a quarterback, you don't love that. As, as, as a quarterback, you're like, where did that big sucker come from? Yeah. You know, Because you're not expecting it. Yeah. Um, so you've got to go in with your eyes wide open. And, and I think sometimes that 
frustrates Kirk Cousins because mm-hmm. I don't think he processes anything new uh, that happens that week very well. I think it takes him a little while. He's not a Tom Brady, oh, that's what you're doing. Let's go here. You know, he's a, oh, 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 you know, what is that? It takes him a little while. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think the Giants are going to hang around, but I think he'll eventually figure it out. What do you think about history has shown over recent years that first year quarterbacks in the playoffs do struggle? Yeah. And I'm with you. I'm on Minnesota for that reason in this game. We know the Minnesota defense is horrid. they got to score a lot of points and hope to hold on. And that's why the advanced metrics guys are all against Minnesota because they have this great gaudy record, but they're losing the battle in the stats. But you know what? They the scoreboard is yeah. what you get graded on, right. and this line's three. Right. You're asking them to just basically and he, win. And here's basically what I've what I put mine on, Marco. Is I, when Kirk Cousins is at his best is is when he's down and just being a gunslinger. And Minnesota's got some weapons. Okay, uh, I mean Jefferson. they can they, yeah. they can score and put up a bunch of points in a hurry, as we as we've seen. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know every now and then. But so. Yeah, I think it's going to be – if you're having an emotionally bad day, don't watch that game if you're invested because you're going to go up and down, you know, 15 times. I really do. I think it's going to go back and forth, and you're going to go, what are you thinking? Why are you doing that? And then you're like, oh, that's the greatest play ever. And then what are you doing, you know, two minutes later? So uh, it's going to be a hard game to watch because I think there's going to be some ups and downs on both sides. Why did I just have a flashback – to the uh, Pac-12 championship game when we were oh, yeah. there, so with, when the Viking game was was on and I had the Vikings and it's they're dead in the water dead in the water, in the water. <laughs> just a, a Jay and, I are, and, it, and then he shows me hey look they just scored and I'm like who scored and yeah. he's like, Minnesota there's time we're like oh my goodness yeah I mean that I, I, good thing I wasn't watching that game yeah. and you're right I don't know if I want to watch this game as well too right. but probably the that is the most least interesting game. For yeah, me on the weekend, I go. All right, Sunday night, Baltimore, without a quarterback. Tyler Huntley uh, ha- did practice uh, today, but he's got that tendonitis in his shoulder. So you got Anthony Brown could be their quarterback. He ch- tried last week; he was downright horrible against Cincinnati. Uh, we saw this line open six and a half. It's already up to nine. It's up to eight and a half right now. Maybe even climbing some more. Cincinnati, Baltimore. The talk obviously is that hey, that Baltimore defense is great, but this team can't score. How do, you, how do you look at this game? Uh, I think Cincinnati is going to make a statement and make a big statement that they are ready to roll. And they're, people are going to have to worry about them in the playoffs again, just like they did last year, because uh, I'm a fan of Joe Burrow. And I think he can sling it. And I think he's got the mentality to say, okay, here we go. We were close last year. And now we're going to get us over the hump. They played twice, first uh, early in the season. Baltimore won the game 19-16 in Baltimore. And then last week, obviously, yeah. Cincinnati rolled 27-13. Uh, to 13. Yeah, this, is, this one in the Buffalo game are my two least favorite games on the card this weekend because I like both favorites to win. Yeah. I just, you know, if Huntley goes and they're able to get the running game. Remember, they held out, you know, uh, Dobbins. Dobbins last yeah. week, you know, so that's something different. In Ash UJ, how hard is it? We talked about, you know, beating the same team three times. It's it's actually a myth where everybody said, oh, it's so tough to. You get smacked twice. You can just as easily get smacked a third time. Then they're done that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so, so I. <laughs> I just think Cincinnati. They had some. They had. They were another one that had something to prove last week. Did you see the first touchdown, the celebration? Yes, <laughs> I thought that was classless. Yes, I really did. Uh, you know, uh, I think that's just a slap. I didn't think that was necessary. I think you can have a good time, but I thought that was classless coming out and going, "Hey, you know, the coin flip," you know, and then mentioning it and all that. So, um, but. I think Cincinnati has something to prove. I think they're a very good football team. And I just, I think Buffalo's just got too many injuries. And without Lamar, they're just, they can't score. They just, they just can't find a way to get the ball down the field. Um, The only thing, as you said, Marco, is they'll have a run game. So they'll shorten the game, which means less possessions. Um, But I don't think Joe Burrow really cares. Are you guys buying into the Baltimore defense? And are you buying into the, the Baltimore has got a chip on their shoulder about what happened last week and everything of that nature, and they're saying, "Hey, man, we're you know we're, we're going to come smack them in the mouth." No, I'm not. I All think right. I think they got a dose of reality last weekend. <laughs> yeah, 
and I think the Lamar Jackson thing is actually a distraction. Uh, yeah. It's clearly, yeah. you know, teammates. You always hear you 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 fight, you know, to the end. And Lamar Jackson looks like you know he's playing for me, and there's no I in team. Yeah. All right, guys. We got a Monday night football game, and uh, it's it's Dallas and Tampa Bay for me. This is this is one that's kind of kind of hard to handicap, and I know that a lot of people, the public, will probably be on the underdog here. Tampa Bay is a home underdog again, coming out of that NFC South, which was so weak. But the Dallas Cowboys have been downright horrendous. Dak Prescott's been horrendous. Uh, how do you see this one, Jay? I see Tampa winning in the fourth quarter. Again. Again. Yeah. Again. Um, and look, Seems like that's the only way they can look, win. Well, look, it's what, seven, eight weeks in a row where Dak's thrown two, two yeah. picks? Yeah. You, you can't give Tom Brady a short field on a consistent, he knows how to win games. Let, you know, let's be honest. I'm not, I'm not a huge Tom Brady fan, but the guy just finds a way to win football games. All I got to say is when I turn in my tax form this year and I claim Jay is a dependent for all the meals that I'm buying him, the accountant's going to ask me why. We're going to be bucking heads again. <laughs> Two dinner bets. Two dinner bets. On a six-game slate. Let's go. Wow. I got to find a, a somewhere to get in there with it's you. Good you know? thing we're separated here. We come to blows before we get uh, Exactly. Uh, uh, this guy's record is, is pretty darn good it, against you. How does Tampa score enough points? Even, even though Dak makes mistakes, they're still scoring points, except last week. And I'm throwing last week's game oh, well, out. Except last week. Well, again. The only thing they had to play for was if Philly lost. Philly jumped out early. Yeah. Okay? And they weren't going to lose that lead to the Giants. You get a 14-point lead against the Giants who just clinched the week before. Dallas had nothing to play for, in my opinion, last week. Why don't we throw this out? How do you feel about the under in this game? 45-and-a-half, two offenses that struggle, two very good defenses. Weather could be maybe a little bit of a concern. Plus, again, close to the vest. Um, I don't know. It it seems like neither quarterback really throws the ball downfield as well, too. It's a correlated parlay for me. If you like Tampa, like Jay does, it's going to be a low-scoring game. If you like Dallas, like I do, it's going to be a higher-scoring game. Yep, I agree. All right. All right, we come back. We agreed on something. Uh, (laughs) Shocker. No food bet there. <laughs> when we come back, John Murray's going to join us here, the executive director of the sports book here at the uh, Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. And then, of course, our best bet segment coming up as well. So hang tight for that. We are here on a football Friday at the Westgate Las Vegas. Marco D'Angelo joining me along with the quarterback, Jay Schrader, back with more right here at the Superbook. store around your door and more of what you're looking for with the Dr. T.C. Martin. Here at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the Superbook. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house from wagertalk.com. You can go to wagertalk.com and get Marco's picks there. But hey, he's gracious enough to share his best best with us here as well too. Jay Schrader in the house here. And John Murray joins us now, the executive director here at the Superbook. John, what's going on, my friend? Nothing, guys. I'm ready for the postseason to get started here. There you go. I'm ready, man. It's there about time. Go. There we go. Feels like it's been a long 18 weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm ready to, for the real games to start. And I don't want to hear this super wild card weekend. Okay, yeah. this is the opening round of the playoffs, We're, right? Round, yeah. That's what it is. It's the opening round of the playoffs. Yeah. You know, forget let, these goofy names. And, let, let's let's yeah. be honest. It's the opening round of the playoffs. We all know. We're looking at the sheets, and we're all going. Oh, they actually made the playoffs. Right, right. There's a couple of teams in each division where you look at and you go, Oh, that's right. They did well, they get one extra game. You know, is basically what it comes down to. John, so that's how I feel about some of some of these games, T C. Yeah. I mean, I think some of these teams don't have much of a chance this weekend. Well, let's talk about that. So that. you got Miami in in Buffalo. Obviously, this thing has moved nearly six points mm-hmm. in this. Does anybody around here want any part of Miami? I heard this is the biggest point spread of a wild card game in the history of the wild card format. Yeah. 14 points right now. And all we're writing is Buffalo money line. Buffalo money line is in every te- it's in every parlay. It's in every teaser. EV or the point spreads in uh, every teaser, and then you've even got people coming in laying the money line straight. 
betting a thousand bucks to win a hundred bucks, betting ten thousand to win a thousand. Uh, no, no one is betting on the Dolphins, yeah. and I get it. I mean, Buffalo is a team that's as good as any team in the league. They have been all year, and Miami's playing a third-string quarterback. Any way this goes above fourteen? Uh, above 14, I, I don't think it's impossible, you yeah. know, because I, I, no one is betting on Miami. And yeah. sometimes the books, you reach a point where you go, can we write a bet on this side? Yeah. Let's go here and see if anybody will take it. All right. On the flip side, you've got uh, Baltimore, that line, uh, we've seen that move in favor of Cincinnati, open six and a half. Now we're seeing that at eight and a half. What's the latest with that? Well, we give Baltimore a shot in this game. I mean, I, I think if you look at the game last week, they basically rested everybody, mm-hmm. treated that game, which was also against Cincinnati, as a bye week right. to get ready for this game. Kind of reminds me of two weeks ago, Tennessee just shut everything down against Dallas yep. to get ready for the Jacksonville game, which they almost stole. Yeah. Probably should have won. The only thing, or the main thing working against Baltimore in this spot is just no quarterback play at all. Huntley is hurt, too. Brown is not an NFL quarterback. It's just hard to picture them going in there and beating Joe Burrow. But I I do think you're going to get a good effort out of Baltimore in this game. What are you seeing with uh, the Chargers and Jacksonville? We saw Jacksonville open a a point-and-a-half favorite. Now they they bet the Chargers to minus two. News comes out today. Mike Williams, the wide receiver for the Chargers, is not going to play. I I would think maybe you'd get some Jacksonville money coming back in. What has that been like? It's been mostly Chargers so far. Saw some sharp money on the Chargers at minus one. Got us to two-and-a-half. I, I don't know what uh, I don't know what the Chargers were doing last week. Almost called them San Diego, playing all their starters <laughs> into the fourth quarter. Just about every week for me. It, it was ridiculous. It yeah. cost them Mike Williams, yeah. who's not exactly a durable guy. Yeah. You know, the Chargers have all these high-end stars that are always hurt, and they're playing all those guys into the fourth quarter for some reason. It definitely made me question Brandon Staley <laughs> as I'm evaluating coaches moving forward. But I think it's the best game of the wild card yeah. slate. Yeah. And I think we're going to do a ton of business on the game. I think we're going to need Jacksonville. All right. What about the other games as far as uh, line movement? Well, they're betting the San Francisco game under. Uh, a lot of weather concerns yep. there. And the 49ers are kicking off a lot of money line parlays. Uh, the best handle game of the weekend is going to be Monday night. Dallas and Tampa. It's obviously the high-profile game. Yeah. Yep. Sharp guys are all over Tampa Bay. They took plus 3.5. They took plus 3. We're at 2.5. Right now, we need Dallas. I don't think that's going to be the case when the game kicks because I think the public is going to bet Dallas this weekend. But right now, there's a lot of money on the Bucks, And then the game Sunday, very even betting between Minnesota and the Giants. So no need to move off the number three there. We're getting money on the Giants and the Vikings at that number. All right. Well, looking forward to a fantastic uh, weekend here, John. We appreciate uh, you hanging out, being here, uh, joining us a little bit. And uh, we're going to get into our little best bets. Right? We're going to see what kind of... Best bets the quarterback here has today. <laughs> Thank you, guys, and thanks for kicking me off the show before the best bet segment because that's, that's too much pressure for me. I don't want <laughs> Even I though that I know that you've done pretty well this year, yeah, my friend. I was going to say, yeah. I don't want any part of that. I, I yeah. know you've done Those were regular well. season games. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm leaving it up to the big he, boys. He's worried about a dinner bet. Yeah, <laughs> come on, John. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll right. leave it up to you guys for the postseason, gentlemen. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. We appreciate it. All right, John Murray, the executive director here at the uh, Superbook. All right, to Marco D'Angelo back with us, Jay Schrader, Trevor Maddich. It's time for Best Bets. It's Football Friday and time for the weekend's action. Here's the Best Bets. Best Bets time here at the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. The college season now officially over. So we zoom in on our three best NFL plays for the weekend, sides or totals. Marco D'Angelo, Jay Schrader, the quarterback in the house, and the center, the offensive lineman, the tight end, the 15-time Emmy Award winner, Trevor Mattis joins us. Trev, what's going on, my man? Mr. TC, that's an all-star lineup, man. I'm going to go fast because I want to hear what Jay and Marco had to say. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. And uh, Jay would like you to, to snap some balls to him as well, too. I don't know if, uh, Jay, you want to go under center or do you want Trevor to go shotgun? What do you prefer? I, have you ever sh- taken a shotgun snap, Trevor? You were always under center, uh, weren't you? <laughs> most of the time, but the first shotgun snap in BYU history was when we played Michigan in the Holiday Bowl and our quarterback got hurt. Yeah. We win that game. We win the national championship. Quarterback got hurt, came back out. 
And that was our first shotgun snap. Hit him right in the belt. So I think I can I can get it where you can catch it, Jay. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. And, and you got to remember, Trevor is one of the best long snappers yeah. that the game has ever seen. I, I still remember when, you know, because I was under center my entire time at Washington. And then I go to L.A. and out there. And the first time I took a shotgun snap in a game for the Raiders, I was standing back there going, this is weird. <laughs> right? Right? This is weird, <laughs> yeah. you know. And Joe uh, Gibbs wasn't a fan of the shotgun, was no, he? No, Joe Gibbs was <laughs> yeah. underneath, man. We were not taking a shotgun snap. Man. All right, so we got a couple former Redskins there. I think this is the first time on the show that we've had both of you guys. So that's great, man. That's awesome. Trev, kick us off, man. Your three best NFL. What do you got? Okay, to start with, I've got Buffalo at home laying 13 and a half against Miami. And I've got, I've got the Bills. Lay the points. And you don't have to really overthink this too much. I mean, Skylar <laughs> Thompson is going to be playing quarterback for Miami. You got Josh Allen playing for the Bills. And if you figure that Josh Allen is 14 points better than, than Skylar Thompson, then you have to ask yourself, was the rest of Miami's team better than the rest of Buffalo's team? And I don't think you can really say that either, especially with Tyreek Hill on the injury list, and we'll see how how effective he can be. Uh, I do worry that Buffalo tends to let teams hang around a little bit uh, because they're they 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 just like exciting games up there, I guess. But in this one, I don't think it needs to be overthought too much. I'm going, you know, with Buffalo, and I think a big reason why is Georgia over TCU. Mm, wow. <laughs> so, Congratulations, my friend. Way to, way to throw that out there, Trev. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, just sorry, Big 12, but hey, you know. Uh, then San Francisco is hosting Seattle. 49ers are laying nine and a half. I've got the Niners lay the points. And there's a couple reasons why. I mean, these teams are kind of heading in different directions. San Francisco has been hot as the season, the second half of the season. Seattle has kind of reverted to the mean. Geno Smith had four turnovers in the first half of the season, first eight games. He had 11 in the second half of the season, kind of reverted to what we kind of expected in the preseason from him. And he would have had 12 and might have missed the playoffs, but a Rams linebacker dropped what would have been a pick six. And the the 49ers do stuff from a matchup standpoint that Seattle doesn't match up with very well. 49ers really good running the ball on offense. Seattle not very good on defense stopping the run. 49ers lead the league in yards after the catch. Seattle really bad on defense at defending yards after the catch and bad at defending tight ends and and you know Kittle is going to I think just go off. Now it's going to be bad weather up there. They're playing on grass. I get that part of it. But I just don't see Seattle scoring a whole lot of points, and I don't think it'll take very many points from the 49ers to cover that nine and a half. And then Marco always gets mad at me if I don't take an underdog. So, Marco, this one's for you. I've got Tampa Bay at home getting two and a half points against the Cowboys. And so I'm, with got you, I'm, I'm with you, Trev. I'm with you, Trev. I'm with you, Trev. Is Marco sitting down? He, he is. is. He is. But he's, guess he's, what he's wearing? He's what bright, do you think he's wearing right he's, now? He's bright red he's right now. He's ready to roll. Go ahead. These are two teams that are also going in different different directions. The Cowboys have not been able to run the ball recently, and, and Tony Pollard, one of their running backs, has a banged-up thigh. Zeke Elliott is only averaging 3.8 yards per carry on the season. He hasn't been that good. The offensive line for the Cowboys has been banged up and shuffled around, and their center, Tyler, Biot, Tyler Biotish, might have a... Uh, he has a, a high ankle sprain. He may or may not be able to go. And if he goes, he may or may not be able to to uh, to perform all that well. Certainly, they weren't able to run the ball at all or throw it when they got blasted by the Commanders last week. And Dak, Dak has been a turnover machine in recent weeks. And truthfully, CeeDee Lamb is, is the best part of their offense right now, receiver, with Dak throwing to him. But here's the matchup. The Seattle defense is ninth in the league at yards allowed per game. But they've been banged up. This is one of the few times that the secondary is fully healthy for Tampa Bay. And so I think they'll be able to limit CeeDee Lamb. And I think they'll be able to develop resource or devote resources up to stop the run. And even though Tampa's got issues as well, especially on the offensive line, especially at center like the Cowboys do, I just I trust Tampa's defense more. I trust Brady more than I trust Dak in a, in a situation like this. And I think that... You know, when you come down to push, come to shove, I've got Tampa Bay. Give me the points. I just don't trust the Cowboys in this spot. 
All right, Trevor Maddich going with Buffalo, San Francisco, and Tampa Bay. Now, I was going to go from the center to the quarterback, but I've got to go straight straight to Marco on this he's one. Go ahead, Marco. He, he's got to get some of that out. He's exactly. got to. Yeah. All right, Tre- Trevor, you do know that goats get old, too, okay? And Tom Brady has had one good game this year, and that was against Carolina when he lit up uh, – Sounds like yards. a food bet to me. Yeah, I'm going to just be, you know, I'm going to be paying all over the place maybe this week, or I'll be eating good. I like Dallas in this one. I just don't think, even if Dak makes a couple of mistakes, I don't see Tampa being able to match them offensively. I got Dallas for play number one. I've got Jacksonville uh, for play number two. And, yes, I'm sporting the Jacksonville Jaguar hoodie today. In uh, simply put, they had a playoff game already. That's the leg up. Last week's game got them the experience. Trevor Lawrence got to, you know, experience a playoff atmosphere. I like this team offensively. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. Team with the ball last wins. That's going to be Jacksonville. And then one of the few games that I agree with somebody on this weekend, I have Minnesota against the Giants. I know everybody has been banging. Who do you, who do you agree with? We, we don't like I got, I got Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, I'm with the quarterback. Okay. I'm, taking, I'm going with and it's because of the quarterback. I'm taking right. Kirk Cousins over Daniel Jones. That's, first, first and that's time. hard to say. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> but that's one that you've got to give the edge to. I right. mean, there's not a lot that you would. Even a bad Kirk Cousins is better than Daniel Jones on most most occasions. And this is his first playoff start on the road in a dome. No, I'm going Minnesota. All right, there is. Uh, hey, Marco. Yes. Hey, Marco. Did you pay money for that Jacksonville hoodie, or did uh, did they just give that to you? It, it was actually a gift from my nephew because he lived in Jacksonville. This is probably about the third you're, time you're, I've ever worn it. Your nephew is Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> All right, Jay Schrader, who do you got? Well, Marco and I are going to be working some food bets here because, Trevor, I'm with you. You got to go with the quarterback. Tampa Bay will score late in the game and beat the Dallas Cowboys. Happens every year. Everybody (laughs) says Dallas is going to do this, do that. Every year, Dallas does the same thing. Nothing in the playoffs. It's it, Tampa's going to win that game. So I'm you, you go got with history Tom on your side. There's no question about <laughs> there's, that. There's definitely yeah. some history right there. Marco, our food bet. Uh, I know you got the sweatshirt. Obviously, you can hide some food when we go out to take home uh, after I win the bet because the Chargers are going to win that game. I just think uh, uh, when you come down to it, yes, both teams struggled a little bit. I have more faith in the Chargers quarterback than I do in the Jacksonville quarterback right now. And I think there's a good reason he's shown me a body of work. That kid can sling it. Uh, I will be back him. So I got the Chargers in that game. But I do agree with you, Marco. I know this is hard. It's <laughs> Finally, uh, I'm going to go with Minnesota over the Giants. And uh, I just think that... It may be ugly for three and a half quarters, but I think the the for real Kirk Cousins is going to come through and Minnesota will end up winning that game. Okay. The quarterback uh, is in. All right, guys. Uh, You know, I was very close to uh, being with you on that, Jay, with with the Chargers. And actually was going back and forth. That was like my game number three slash four or whatever. But... Uh, for the for the sake of this show, I won't make that an official play, but I'm with you. I, and my reasons were exactly the same. I think Herbert is better than yeah. Lawrence, and I like the the Chargers' defense better than Jacksonville's. And like I said in the first hour, Jacksonville's just brutal defensively yeah. on third down. They can't get off the field. Yeah. And then the flip side of that, the, the Chargers are the eighth best at converting at 44%, which is a very high percentage on third down. So I do like the Chargers with you. But for my best bets, I'm starting off. Trevor and I, hey, man, we're Northern California guys. We're going with those Niners. Lay the nine and a half against Seattle. This is the third meeting. San Francisco won both meetings. Why should anything change in, in, in the third meeting? It won't. San Francisco won 27 to 7 and 21 to 13 earlier on at Seattle. This is a mismatch on both sides of the ball. San Francisco has won 10 in a row. The big difference here, the San Francisco defense. It's number one giving up 16 points per contest. And like we all agree, Seattle, they can't score. This is my mantra this week, going against the teams that can't score. And Seattle's one of them. Seattle is 25th or worse 
in most of the defensive categories. Think about that. And they're in the playoffs, and they're going to go on the road to play this red-hot San Francisco team. I don't think 9.5 is asking a lot. This is a double-digit victory easily for the 49ers. Then I'm going to stick uh, with, with Trevor. We're on the same page here as well, too. Go, go, Buffalo. <laughs> Lay in the 13, 13 half, no problem. Skylar Thompson. Say no more, Squire. Skylar Thompson. He's played in six games, believe it or not, for the Dolphins. He's never thrown for more than 166 yards. And you know when he did that? The very first game against a horrible opponent early in the season. And then, you know, coaches got some tape or they got some film on him. And here's what he did after that. 104 yards, 152 yards when he started the last two games. That's not going to get it done, especially against Buffalo, that defense up in Orchard Park. Buffalo should be able to move the ball at will against his Miami D. Miami's defense 27th against the pass, 24th in points allowed, averaging 24 points per game they are giving up, and here's my third down conversion again. They rank 24th at only 41% uh, on, on third down um, You know, on their de- from the defensive side of the ball. Buffalo, as we know guys, their last three games they scored 35 against the Patriots 35 against the Bears and 32 oh against the same team they're going to face coming up on Sunday the Miami Dolphins the Dolphins have lost five of their six games you talked about injuries Jay just to you know hit the exclamation point or the sledgehammer on the nail on this one the Dolphins have 13 guys on IR right now they have another 13 guys that are listed as questionable, doubtful, or completely out of this game. Buffalo's going to roll in this game. I'm not worried about it. And then finally, I'm going to lay the chalk here as well, too, with the Cincinnati Bengals. I know uh, six and a half, I was really happy with this, but now eight and a half, it's okay. Baltimore can't score, <laughs> especially with this quarterback situation. Tyler Hunley, if he gets a start, eh, okay. But if it's Anthony Brown... Oh, my goodness. He was awful against the same team last week where his QBR was 46. He had two interceptions. That's not good? Not good. <laughs> not good. No, that's uh, that's not good at the Wonderlick test either, I don't think. All right. Uh, and without Lamar Jackson quarterbacking, the, Buffalo, or the Baltimore Ravens are averaging 13 points per contest. Their last six games, here's what Baltimore has scored. 16, 13, a whopping 17, 3... 16-10. Forget about it. Adjustments. I think Cincinnati is going to be the team that's going to make the adjustments. The glaring stat that stood out for me, even though Cincinnati won 27-13 last week against Baltimore, is that they only had 55 yards rushing. Yeah, That's not going to happen. They are going to make a note here to Joe Mixon to pound the ball. That's going to open things up for your boy Joe Burrow, Jay. Remember, they raced out to a 17-0 lead last week. They were on cruise control. I think they're on cruise control again. I will take Cincinnati, even though it shouldn't be as much of a blowout as those other two games that I like. But you're only asking them to win by a touchdown and a field goal, 10 points. I think they get it done. So I was on the fence with that one versus the Chargers. Chargers. But I think I'm good in all four. I think you're good. I I I like them. Uh, You know, I think... You know, Buffalo, San Francisco, I, I don't think that's an issue with those games. I think they take care of business. I think Cincinnati takes care of business. So, uh, you know, that's the easy way out. But I know you guys like to take the easy way. you, know, you got to go with the tougher games. There you go. All right, those are our best bets. They are up on the website as well. Uh, is uh, Scott Spicer is up there. Gilby, the intern, is up there as well, too. And, uh, yes, Marco, we congratulate you for your 3-0 and last week. Fantastic. I'm scared well, on how many margaritas I'm going to have to buy tonight <laughs> for you to wash all that chalk down that you just <laughs> ate on air. I did. But here we go, right? <laughs> Opening week, round of the playoffs yeah. is usually what? Yeah. Okay. Can I get a double, witness? Double-digit favorites in the playoffs. Yeah. 11 straight. That's why. They've covered. That's why. Again, and again, just... Baltimore, I'm going against teams that I believe that can't score. In the playoffs, you're going to need to score. Right. You know? So, uh, that's it. I I just think the two games really are mismatches. I think the Niners-Seattle game is a mismatch. The Buffalo-Miami game is a mismatch. And and really, I don't think Baltimore has much of a shot. Even though there's a lot of hype with Baltimore defensively, division opponent, that sort of thing. I just don't think those three teams that I'm going against, I don't think they have a legitimate shot because they're all three void of offense, and they all have bad quarterbacks. 
I, I agree with you all the way around. I think those are it. So, you know, to me, it comes down to the, the questionable games, the exciting game of the weekend. I think it's going to be the Monday night game. Yeah. I think that'll be the one uh, that comes comes right down to it. The other games, I think, you know, will take care of themselves. Jacksonville, I do give them a shot, but I just think in the long run, you know, I'm going to take, you know, Justin Herbert there and just I think go that's going to be the most exciting game. It, that, that's going to be the highest scoring game, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. I think that'll, that'll be the most you know, most points scored by both teams, you know. Yeah, and then you guys are on opposite sides of uh, Dallas and Tampa. For me to get involved in that game, I just I can't trust either team, you know, <laughs> especially offensively. I like both defenses, Yeah, and I agree with you. I think, you know, um, Tampa Bay's defense, yeah, they're, more, they're more healthy. But, Jay, doesn't it scare you when you see that Tampa Bay offensive line and Tom Brady, this the statue does. Tom Brady back it, there? That it, scares it, me against that Dallas front seven, even it, though I don't – they didn't show up in Washington. I don't know what that was all about. Right. You know, it, it does. The offensive line does concern me, but I look at it this way. Uh, Todd Bowles, former teammate, has, he knows how to prepare his team defensively. He's going to put some schemes in. And, you know, when it comes right down to it, there's nothing Dallas is going to throw at Tom Brady that he hasn't seen. And I think the way Dak is played by turning the ball over, he's going to give Tom some extra chances. And you give Tom extra chances, he's going to burn you. Prescott has been yeah, and I, no question. And I would suggest just about that one, too, that in playing on grass, Dallas's pass rush has slowed way down. Their defense hasn't been good. They've played five games on grass this year, the Cowboys have. They've given up an average of 27 points in those games on grass, and they're one and four straight up in those games on grass. It just slows down what the pass rush can do, and that's a problem for the secondary because the secondary is well below average. They're in the 20s in the league at defending deep pass attempts. Yeah. So, you know, that that's one of the reasons that uh, – I would say this, Marco, you're right, that uh, goats do get old, but they're still tasty, sautéed in a cream sauce. <laughs> and, and I would say this, TC, that you – if you're going uh, against those who, who can't score, uh, I would think that uh, when I was single, you would have gone against me and won a lot of money. <laughs> Trevor, oh, Trevor, well, you're not supposed to score. You're, you're a lineman, okay? Yeah. There you go. You're just supposed to be the block, you're the blocking guy. Trevor, you're the guy that we take out on the date, okay? You're our wingman, right? That's it. It's not even that. I mean, you're, you're, you're chatting up some pretty girl, and, and uh, next thing you know, they say, can you introduce me to the quarterback? Right, James? Right, right, right. Hey, Trevor, Trevor, you made that choice long, long ago when you were a youngster. But you chose to be, you know, down there in the pig slop, you know, getting things done. So. Hey, you got to do what you can. That's all I can do. All right. But I will be honest. We do appreciate you, lineman. No question about it. There you go, man. Uh-huh. All right. Brother, appreciate it as always. Uh, enjoy no college football for you for the first yeah, time since that? Weekend of August. So uh, enjoy that, and uh, we appreciate you. We'll look forward to talking with you again next week. Thanks, guys. There it is, Trevor Maddich. All right, uh, live here at the Westgate, our Friday home. Jay Schrader in the house. I appreciate you being here, my man. Toughing it out, out, looking good. good. Talking about a rehab. There's no no IL for this guy. Uh, yep. Ten days. I'm I'm excited about where I am and the, the progress. I, I feel good, so it's been nice. My man. All right, Marco, appreciate it. As always, good luck to you. Go to wagertalk.com to get to subscribe to Marco's plays as well, too. As far as our best bets, they're all up on the website right now, along with Scott Spreitzer, Gilby the intern, Trevor Maddich, myself, Jay. It's all up there. So go check it out at tcmartinshow.com. And check out also the uh, the blog up there regarding that and our homepage with the interviews. The featured interview is up there as well. Uh, so check all of that out uh, and also the classic interview page and the current interview page. And for your podcast, go there or wherever you get your podcast at tcmartshow.com. All right. I want to thank John Murray for joining us here today. Of course, Trevor Manage, Jay Schrader, Marco D'Angelo. We'll be back at it again Monday in studio recapping. Hopefully a very, very busy and good wild card weekend opening round of the playoffs. All right, for Marco, for Jay, for Numchuck back in the studio, Trevor, John Murray, Jay Cornegay, everybody here at the Westgate. Tomorrow night, George Clinton, bow, wow, wow, yippee, oh, yippee, yay. Get ready for that. Cool in the gang next month. You got to like that. We'll all be there for all that, uh, for Cool in the gang. But uh, we're back at it again Monday in studio and back here at the Westgate next Friday. T.C. Martin saying so long. Enjoy the weekend. Like that.